Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. It would be funny. What's um, up? You know how... His dog is barking, if you hear that. Yes. So, before, my friends would mess with me. Mm-hmm. And they would say, ow. And it sounds like, ow. Ow? Yeah. Like, ow, I hurt myself? Yes. Okay. And they would do it, and they yeah, we yeah, what's up? Like, no, I stubbed my toe. I'm like, you deserved it. Don't mess with me like that. <laughs> it's rude. It's so rude. Yes. I'm listening to music. Ow. What? No, I hurt myself. Good. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything like that with my name. Okay. I don't have anything like that really with my name. My name's pretty simple. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... So, all of you who are in the group and on the page, y- you've seen me post things. Um, my name is Sharon Jennifer. Sharon, I went to a bunch of... I went to school with a with a Shannon in mm. high school. So that was fun. It's a small school for four years. I got called Shannon pretty much every day. Nice. At least by one teacher. Every day. Yeah, um, but at least you have my Sharona, dude. It's close. Um, I always get it up for the touch of a younger kind. No, those are actually the lyrics. So we're going to say no to that one. It's a catchy song. Don't listen to the lyrics. <laughs> it is a catchy song. Yes, absolutely. But when you start listening to the lyrics, you're like, mm, and now it's canceled. Yeah, now it's canceled. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So anyway, um, and my middle name is Jennifer. But, you know, my fa- my least favorite thing is everyone's like, oh, that's Jen, J-E-N. No. It's two. It's two. There's two in there. Mm-hmm. Promise. Oh, I'm just going to write it with one. No. No, because then I'm going to start adding letters to your name. Or subtracting. Yeah. You know what? Your name was 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 Kimberly. No, it's Ki. I'm not going to call you Kim. I'm going to call you Ki. No, no. You take a random letter out in the middle so it sounds stupid. Kimberly? You, you know, yeah, your name is Kimberly now. <laughs> Your name was Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Exactly. No, what, it's silent. See, see that's, what, that's what you do. They take a letter away or they replace a letter. You do the same. That's it. Yeah. Your name is Jim. It's now M. Or Jam. Hey, Jam, how are you? Huh? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What'd you say, Jam? <laughs> hmm? Sorry, what'd you say, Jumba Juice? What'd you say? <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. So there's this show on Netflix um, with, uh, what's her name? Bates, the one who played in Misery, Kathy Bates. Okay. Okay, it's called, the show on, on Netflix is called Disjointed. Okay. Disjointed, joint. It's, she's, she's basically, um, has her own shop where she smells, so, smells, really sells medical marijuana okay you have to show id and a prescription to get in and then she helps you and when she goes in when you go in and talk to her 
she says, how may I help you? And they're like, what? How may I help you? It's health and help. Help. Anyway. Anyway. But the reason I mentioned it is because we just kept going off of the names and and just coming up with random stuff. There's this couple who goes into her shop. uh, Dank and Dabney. They smoke a lot. Well, I can and, tell. and and Dank mm-hmm. will do the wordplay all the time. And you have to. Like, I have to play a clip for you. Not it now. is so yes. not now. It is so funny. And I think that you would enjoy it. It has some some weird some, not weird. It has some more serious undertones to it. Um one of the characters, the security guard, is actually a, a veteran. Mm-hmm. And he has some PTSD that he's dealing with. Okay. Um, so there are some some serious moments in there. My my favorite like marijuana show uh, is Weeds. Okay. It got bad, but it was very very funny in the beginning. So this is very, this is kind of that that potty humor. Uh-huh. That funny, like, ha ha ha, when you don't want to really be serious about anything. Uh-huh. And then it interjects some serious stuff and you're like, wait a second. For 30 seconds, you're like, uh-uh, I don't like this. And then it goes back to the funny things. Okay. I think you would find it funny. Okay. But he does the wordplay all the time. And and at one point, somebody else does the wordplay and he's like, oh, snap. And he, like, loses his mind because he thinks it's super funny. Okay. My train of thought just went there, so I had to say it. Uh, it's fine. So. Okay. Yes. Nothing has really changed. We just finished recording Monday's episode. Oh, so this is for Max. Okay. Because he also likes Peruvian food. Max, go to Don Julio's in Elizabeth. They have amazing food. I just went there the other day. And by the other day, I mean two days ago. It is amazing. They have on the the back two pages of the menu, the last two pages of the menu, they have, and we talked about it, they have the chifa section, which is the Asian-influenced Peruvian food. (laughs) Well, look at what I said. What did you say? Stop it. So <laughs> it's a have... picture of Peruvian food that I posted in a Discord server I'm in, which today was my I'm going to make the server day. No, I'm not going to make it because you didn't give me a day off, even though I only have days off. You didn't give one to me. Anyway, so Max, you need to go there. They have this. They have. <laughs> I wasn't going to shoot any shots because if I shoot a shot, it's going to hit. So. Bro. You want you want me to shoot a shot real quick? No. Don't do it. No, 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 no. So let me finish this thought. Fine. So Max, they have Terrible essentially thought. what Disgusting is stir fried rice. It's it's called a combinado. Half of it is the stir fried rice, and half of it is like lo mein, and they serve it together on a plate of giant, delicious portions, and like. 
the pork on it, I don't know if you like pork, Max, but if you do, the pork on it is not like not the little tiny red pieces of pork, but like the bigger delicious pieces is so good. And then, of course, if you like spicy stuff, their ahi, the green sauce, so good. Just put it on there. Delicious. Don Julio's <sighs> in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Go ahead. I forgot. I don't care anymore. Okay. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to point it out. So anyway, moving on. So this is my shot. Yes. And it's not actually a shot at you. Okay. It's actually take uh, shooting a shot. Okay. So I met someone who is a tech. Rec- I don't know if I told you. We haven't talked in a week, so no. No. Okay. I met a tech recruiter for Japanese companies, English speaking, and I we talked about many things because she's like a newer friend of mine okay and talked about my experience and she's like dude if you're not doing anything which you know you're not right now if you want to do something crazy like you know send me your resume and i'm sure i could probably find you something here in japan to take if you want to move to japan yes so that is a card on the table at the moment. Potentially. So. Yeah. Although I would miss you greatly mm-hmm. if it is an opportunity that you would want to take. I just dropped it. So I'm going to grab another one to play with. <laughs> um, then I support you 100%. I do want to tell you. Same thing I told our dad when he moved to Florida. Yep. All of your all of your decisions all of your choices have consequences both good and bad you will miss certain things because you're far away if you're willing to pay that price then fine i will warn you that eventually the price ends up being too high well all of you could come to japan too Bro, I moved to the other side of the country not a different country and nobody wanted to come except to visit except you We'll just see. The, we'll talk about it after. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, Harry Potter. Harry Harry Potter. We love Harry Potter. True. I like. I love the Mina Limas so much. They're they, so they, pretty. I still haven't opened it because I'm like, I'm, it's beautiful. I want just the way it is. Me too, but I also want to look at the prettiness. True. I'm struggling. Anyway. We should, I am have, also struggling. we should go have these on the copy and open that one and then keep our normal ones. See Guys, you. I dyed my hair again. And now you're like hella red. Even on the bottoms. Yeah. You can still you can still see the reds. Yeah. I love it. I want it to be more like this color here mm-hmm. everywhere. Not like this color, because that's really saturated. So how much did you lighten your hair? I didn't lighten it at all. This is straight up the box dye. Oh, you and your poor, like... But it's not the box dye. Uh-huh. So I do Madison Reed. It's a it's technically a box dye, but it's not like your regular box dye. It has less um, of the bad for your hair chemicals, yes. but it's still... Ha- it's more natural, but it still does the same thing that box dyes do. It's like that in-between that you do... Of box stuff and going to the salon. Because they actually have salons worldwide. 
okay. where they use the same kind of stuff. And it's got the 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 thing that you're used to seeing with box dyes where it's got the the gel and then the applicator and you blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's got that, but it literally tells you what your formula is and does this. And like my hair feels great. Like touch my hair. Not right now. Oh my but god. But yes. But it doesn't feel like it does when it for instance feel dry. when our mother dyes her hair because yeah. she's always exclusively used box dye. It doesn't feel like that. It actually feels really good right now. Okay. So. Anywho. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm eventually going to go to the salon and get it professionally done. Yes. But this was my intermediate step to see what it was that I wanted to go to and be like, this is what I want to go to normally all over. Yes. Fair enough. And so. I'm doing it for myself and not out of pressure from anyone. Just wanted to put that Who out. Who the hell would pressure you dye your hair red? Do it now, or I'm gonna. No, 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 yell not at you. red. What ends up happening is that as you, I I've had gray hair since I was 17. Um, it's just genetically we all kind of grow go gray early in our family. Um, and our our parents and our older sister have pressured me pretty much my entire life to think about dyeing my hair um and in previous relationships i had been in i'd also gotten a little bit of pressure to you know do something different with my hair the boyfriend has never pressured me to do anything he just wants me to be happy and i finally felt like well let me see what happens when i try it and i started with overtone the the color depositing yep. conditioner and it was fine, but it really didn't do much because we have naturally dark hair. So it didn't really deposit much of anything, which is something they tell you could happen. So then I went to Madison Reed because I was like, it's it's box dye, but not really. So let me try that. And I finally and I started with shades that were darker than this. And I really finally got to the shade that I like because I did it for myself. And now I can go ahead and be like, this is what I want to do. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's a thing. I, I suppose. I just feel like... It's not the same for men and women when it comes true, to grace. True, 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 Like... True. Salt and pepper on a man, distinguished. On a woman, ooh, you're getting... She your... let herself go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get it. I get it. I get it. So this is for me, it's not to conform to any societal pressures. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Harry Potter? Yes. Okay. You know who has cool hair? Narcissa Malfoy. I was thinking of trying something similar when I had long hair. Yes. But then it was like that's out of work. <laughs> it is. And it's a lot of maintenance. It is. It is a lot of Once maintenance. you dye your hair, guys who have people who listen i yes. said guys as a general term as, as a term to include all everyone yes yes but everyone what if you ever dye your hair whether it's box dye or you go to the salon it's a lot of upkeep be prepared to stain things um i straightened Whoa. my hair for the wedding and I put, you know, heat protectant spray and this and that to get it, you know, to do what it needed to do. When I was done, 
touching my hair that I had recently dyed a few days before then, my hands were red. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is that there are some things you can do to prevent your colors from fading as quick. Certain shampoos with coloring and stuff like that. Yes. Um, Also, definitely have to keep your hair healthy, which is very difficult after you've basically used acid to take color away so you could put your own color in. Yes. Like, lightening your hair is literally sapping it of all the nutrients. Yeah. So... It requires a lot of stuff. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are probably aware of that. Yeah. If you're looking into into a change, changing your hair color or whatever, like, it is something that you need to look further down the line as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just buy a box of hair dye and you're good to go. No. Because I had to buy a $15 shampoo for my hair when I lightened it because I didn't want it to lose color as quick. Yeah. Like... Well, the purple shampoo because I was going for white, which I never got to because the third time I lightened my hair, it didn't go lighter. My hair was like, no. <laughs> I'm done. I'm staying kind of like coppery, orangey, yellowy. What are you going to do about it? And I'm like, well, nothing, I guess. <laughs> if I go again, you will literally fall out. My hair was like, don't do it, please. <laughs> so here- and then you cut your hair. Then I cut it all. I was like, dude, off. Yeah. I might do some more lightning. Who knows? We'll see. I still have another pack of bleach. <laughs> okay. And 30 lightning developer. Anyway, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We love Harry Potter. We you love Harry Potter. You know what I really like about Harry Potter? What do you really like? It's wizards and stuff, right? And very magical. But no one, like, is, like, crazy, crazy different hair color. It's, like, it's just, like, because they're average people. I'm not talking about tongs. Okay. Um, because, like, she can do whatever she wants with her hair yeah. and her face and whatever. But, like, typically, because it maintains that illusion that they're part of, like, society. Yeah. Because typically, people with, like, um, different colored hair or different well, style in the are 90s, considered, like, the yeah. fringe of society. Now, now it's different. But in yes. the 90s, it was like a, oh, why, my God. Why does this person have purple hair? What yeah, happened? Raised eyebrow kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's obviously like more okay. Speaking but. of, at the wedding, yes. one of their cousin's wives, one of yes, the wife of one of their cousins. That's what I wanted to say. She had this beautiful, vibrant purple hair. Oh, nice. That just it was amazing, and it looked really healthy, and it was gorgeous. And I was like, maybe instead of red, I want purple. No, I think red is better. <laughs> But purple looks amazing. And she has a similar skin tone. So I was like, oh, that would look good. If I do dye my hair again, I for sure want to full steam ahead with going either Sweeney Todd with the white skunk stripe. Or going like, I don't know, random color throughout. Not like random colors. One color throughout randomly. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, Harry Potter. Yes. Season 5, episode 21, chapter 20. Hagrid's tale. Uh, recap. Um, uh, Harry banned from Quidditch. Harry, Fred, and George banned, banned from, from Quidditch. Quidditch. Ron um, is like, oh Malfoy no! Malfoy bloody nose. Huzzah! Ah, huzzah! <laughs> Don't break things. I break everything. Uh yes. 
bloody nose. Ron hates himself. Uh, yes, Hermione used a protean charm similar to Hermione what's... knows magic that she should not know at her level because she is a Mary Sue anyway. She's she's the goat. Anyway, she is. Yes, yes, yes. In the trio, let's be real. In the trio, if you're asking for complicated spells and and charms, yeah, I'm not asking and... Ron. No. <laughs> Ron couldn't do magic for an entire year. He's a year behind everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's terrible. Do okay. you think Hogwarts has summer school? I don't think so. Because oh everybody God. goes home for the summer. No, but what if Dumbledore wrote, like, his parents mm-hmm. and was like, your son had, like, a twig for a year. He did not cast a <laughs> single spell that was effective. He no, he cast a really cool slug charm on that himself. backfired on him. Yeah, so I think summer school would be mandatory at that time. Ron is the one who needs it. Yes, m- m- like the most. He like absolutely her. needs it. Yeah, well, but Seamus. at that point, maybe he Neville. Everything up. Oh. Hey, we understand why, but Neville. Yeah. Well, the thing that. Um, is I think it's brought up at some point, or someone's brought up, or we brought up even. I don't remember. Is the fact that he right now Neville is currently using a wand that does not respond to him. Yes, and is still able to do magic. Yes, which means that he does. He can do magic. He yeah, just well, the thing is that Ollivander says like I think he says later on like we talked about it in our wands episode too. True. By the way. But you could use anything, really, to channel magic. It's a focus. It's just the the wand wood and its cores help. Exactly. and the, But the thing is, is that the core that he has, which is his father's wand, the core of that wand is unicorn hair. And it's very loyal, Which is loyal. It? So because it wasn't... Neville didn't win it from his father, does yeah. not respond to him. Yeah. And so the fact that he can cast magic... Any kind of magic. Any kind of magic with the wand that does not respond to him proves that he's actually kind of powerful. He just he's needs... He's low-key powerful. He, he is. He I, he I think he really is. It just probably takes a little more for him because, number one, I don't know how accurate this is, but it kind of is because it's stated in this book, actually, I think. No, it's in the next one. When you cast certain magic, you need to have oomph behind it. You need to have confidence. You need to have an intent and a will behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think that Neville is put down so much, not just by Snape, but by everyone at the school besides, like, really Harry and Ron and Hermione. But even as they petrified him. But even they, yeah, as well. Like, his confidence is so negative that there has to be some kind of repercussion when it comes to magic. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Confidence. Like, no confidence, no will. Well, like, how, goes, how, did, how, did, how can he do magic at all? It, it goes along with what happens in everyday life, where if you're not confident about something, it's not going to come out as well as it would if you were confident about it. If you think you're going to f- succeed, you will. If you think you're going to fail, you also will. Like, it's just, it is that way. Yeah. 
thinking you're going to fail is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Very true. And And unfortunately, I feel like he thinks he's going to fail a lot, hence him failing a lot. Yep. That's why I think Neville is way more powerful than people give him credit for. Yes. Having fun with I almost coin. dropped it, but I the didn't. The second one? Yes. <laughs> it's my little fidget coin right now. It's okay. So, Harry Potter. We already talked about the recap. Yes. So. So, let's actually talk Hagrid about the chapter. Back. Yes. Hagrid is back. That was Fr- happened at the very end. Yes. Harry so, fetches hold his on. invisibility. We didn't even Whoa. say what the chapter was or the season. Yeah, I did. Oh, that was like 70 million minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. We had to pause recording because she had to move her car. And so her mind went off into the distance. Yes. I apologize for that, but it, it happens. Go, it can go the distance. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Harry fetches yes. his invisibility cloak and the Marauder's Map and, and, covering himself, Ron and Hermione, leads the group to Hagrid's hut. Hagrid greets them, but his battered appearance shocks the trio. And his appearance is something along the lines of like... He still has open wounds on his face. Can I just point out that when they went over there, before they left, Hermione came back with uh, wearing a scarf, gloves, and one of her own knobbly elf hats. I just want to point that out because it's super cold. Anyway, go ahead. Hermione making me angry. Hold on a sec. I'm going to look for the book. Hold on. Because it make it easy for me. Okay. You're right. He is visibly still. He's visibly not okay to the point where Ron actually says, "Come off it. You're in a right state." Yeah. Because they're like, "What happened to you?" And he's like, "No, nothing." And Ron's like, "Hagrid, you've been attacked." And he says, "For the last time, it's nothing." Okay. 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 Um. Hermione correctly guesses he visited the giants. Haggard refuses to tell of his adventures. Harry counters by mentioning that he had encountered Dementors just outside the Dursley house and refusing to say anything more until he's heard Haggard's story. Listen, that's a little cheeky. Listen, some crazy stuff happened to me, so if you don't share, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah, he's like, come on, Hagrid, tell us. Tell us about being attacked by uh, giants. And Harry can tell you about being attacked by Dementors. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I was attacked by Dementors. And he's like, what? And he's like, and the Ministry of Magic expelled me. What? Yeah. And he's Hmm. like, you tell me, I'll tell you. And so. Great for blackmailing. Hagrid tells the trio that he and Madame Maxine, the Bobaton Academy headmistress, which we met in the last book, yes, were on a secret mission for Dumbledore to recruit the giants against Voldemort. It took them a month to get there. Yeah, because giants typically do not do well near human settlements. Yeah, so they have to be further away. Yeah. Um, their negotiations stalled when the, chi- the the chief giant was overthrown. And by overthrown, we mean a bigger giant came and murdered him and took his place. Yeah. So the Gurg, or the, the head of their clan, yes. is the one in charge. And they, they went over there. There were about 80 of them um, in that thing. And they have to go and they have to give the Gurg gifts and show respect 
Um, and his, the first Gurg's name, the first Gurg that they encounter, his name was Carcass. And he was about 22, 23 feet tall. Um, and yeah, the Gurg didn't want to have anything to do with them at first or their gifts. Uh, and the first gift he gave him was a branch of everlasting fire. Uh, Gerbrathian fire. Because, and Hermione's like, yeah, Professor Flitwick's mentioned it twice in class already. But it's a really complex magic and, yes. and all this other stuff, yeah. Yeah, he bewitched the branch to burn evermore. And of course, not any wizard can do it. So Carcass was like, ooh. Um, but they didn't say anything at first. Dumbledore warned them that that could happen. Um, and Dumbledore said, take it very slowly. So they said, okay, we'll come back tomorrow with another present and then we'll go from there. So they were going to do that and everything was fine. They gave him, um, the next thing they gave him was a battle helmet that was goblin made and indestructible. And he talked a little bit, but mostly listened. And then that night a fight broke out from the mouth of the cave. And laying at the bottom of the he- of the lake was Carcass's head. Wonderful. Yes. And the new Gurg, Gulgameth. Yes. Was like, yeah, okay, whatever. The new chief, Gulgameth. Yes. Uh, was less receptive and Haggard and Madame Maxine actually had to use magic to escape. So this is actually shortening it. So what really happens is they tried to communicate with the Gurg, and like like I said, he was less receptive, but he was also the Gurg every night, like taking out the people who were receptive of Hagrid and Madame Maxine, like yes. beating them almost to death. And leaving them for dead in the caves that scattered the area. Yes. So and Gulgamesh, so Hagrid, Hagrid and Madame Maxine actually visited them and tried to help them. Yes. And so even though the trip was a failure because Death Eaters ended up showing up. And the, uh, yeah, they ended up showing up and they were also courting the giants which, the same way that Madame Maxime and Hagrid were courting the But they the were received. Oh, yes, because historically giants worked with Voldemort the first time. Well, it's really easy. They just promise them things. Yeah. We'll give you land. We'll let you... We'll let you live the way you want to. No questions asked. Just, you know, probably like don't infringe on our territory, but you can have your own. Whatever you want. Be fruitful and multiply, but over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so they, they tried to help the other giants... Um, but they had to avoid McNair and other Death Eaters who were, like we said, recruiting the Giants for Voldemort. When asked to, um, Haggard also looked for his mother while he was there because his mother left him and his father when he was, what, like six or something like that? Or I don't recall the age. Um, but they ask about his mother and Haggard said, well, yeah, she died a long time ago. Um, before he, who, uh, he can explain who battered him and why it took so long to return after the mission failed, there is a loud knock on the door. Harry, Hermione, and Ron dive under the cloak, and Professor Umbridge strolls into Hagrid's hut. 
Umbridge speaks loudly and slowly. She has noticed um, three sets of footprints going to the hut, but none leaving, flustering Haggard. Umbridge seems skeptical when Haggard says he was away for his health, given his current battered state. Umbridge glances around, apparently searching for students hiding, and passes within inches of the cloaked trio. She informs Haggard that she will be inspecting his class, as the ministry is determined to weed out unsatisfactory teachers, then leaves. Once Haggard confirms Umbridge has returned to the castle, Harry strips off the cloak. Hermione, worried, asks what Haggard plans to teach. Haggard says only that it will be good. Hermione warns him that Professor Trelawney is on probation, and she recommends that Haggard follow the boring ministry-recommended procedures. So, as much as... And I just want to interject. As much as people want to say that Haggard isn't super bright, he's coming up with answers to Umbridge's questions left and right while she's there. So she looks down and is like what's that and and he's like what do you mean what's what and she's like that over there that broken china what is that and that was hermione's mug because he had managed to put ron and harry's mug under you know fang's blankets and stuff Mm -hmm. and he's like oh that was that was fang he broke a mug you know so i had to use this one instead and he pointed to his mug that he was drinking out of and she's like, I heard voices. And he's like, I was talking to Fang. And she's like, really? Was he talking back? Well, in a manner of speaking, I sometimes say Fang's near near enough human. And then she says, there are three foot sets of footsteps in the snow leading from the castle doors to your cabin. Well, I only just got back. Maybe someone came to call on me earlier and I missed them. There are no footsteps leading away from your cabin door. And he's like, well, I don't know why that'd be. He literally just got back. You know? Yep. So for someone who is like, oh, yeah, Hagrid, big old oaf. No, he came up with answers real quick. Anyway, continue. I just wanted to point it out. No, you're okay. Um, Hagrid brushes off her concerns, saying he is tired and they need to get back to the castle. As the trio heads back under the cloak, Hermione uh, works an obliteration charm to hide their footprints. Ron says that he thinks Hermione's warning failed to get through to Hagrid. Hermione vows to do anything she can to prevent Umbridge from firing Hagrid. Yes. Um, So let me go and read the last bit as we do. (laughs) So it it basically is, please Hagrid teach us something dull that's bound to come up in in our owl. And our OWL. She's trying. She's trying real hard. She's like, please. And Hagrid yawns and he's like, listen, it's been a long day and it's late. Well, this this is what it, um, the, the very, very end. Yeah. And he says, look, don't you be worrying about me. I promise you I've got really good stuff planned for your lesson. Now I'm back. Now you lot had better get back up to the castle and don't forget to wipe your footprints out behind you. And go ahead. Um, I don't know if you got through to him, said Ron, a short while later when having checked that the coast was clear. They walked back up to the castle through the thickening snow, leaving no trace behind them due to the obliteration charm Hermione was performing as they went. Then I'll go back again tomorrow, said Hermione determinedly. 
I, I'll plan his lessons for him if I have to. I don't care if she throws out Trelawney, but she's not getting rid of Haggard. And, again, to me, that just goes to show that everybody has their favorite teachers, obviously. For me, it would definitely be McGonagall. But I'd love Hagrid, too, and I wouldn't want anything to happen to him. So I would be like Hermione, and I would be doing anything I could do to help him stay. She's clearly got it out for him. She's clearly pointing out, you haven't been here for two months. Where have you been? I'm going to inspect your class and the ministry's trying to get rid of unqualified teachers. What is she saying by that? That he's an unqualified teacher. She hasn't even met him until now and she already thinks he's an unqualified teacher. Yeah. So Hermione is just like, listen, please let us help you. Please listen to our advice. And he's like, no, I'm good. Why? Why, Hagrid? Listen. What do you think? Hagrid feels like, I don't know, he's well-meaning, but he like kind of acts like he, he, he measures everyone by his ruler. Yes. And so if he thinks that something is interesting, surely other people will think the same. But it's like, blast-scented scroots were not interesting, really. They were terrifying in the end. <laughs> yes. Especially once they started getting bigger. Acromantula. Also disturbing. Not cool at all. Just disturbing. Yes. Well, no. When they're little, when they're tiny. They're dog-sized sna- uh, snakes. Pfft. Spiders. Oh, good God. I'm tired. Dog-sized snakes. I would. No. Nope. Nope. I'm but, already but noping with those. dog-sized spiders aren't better. No, they're not. I said I was already <laughs> noping those. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, Hagrid is bigger, and so... He's bigger, taller, he has more of a love of animals and creatures and stuff. He also has more of a love for creatures that aren't necessarily loved. Like, he feels like they're misunderstood. And I get his his stance on that because he's also misunderstood. 100%. But also, sometimes they're not misunderstood, they're just dangerous. Sometimes they are misunderstood, but also dangerous. Dangerous is the common denominator. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Hagrid is not dangerous unless provoked. Yes. So. You better get with the crossbow. Very good. So that's that. Yeah. Short. Very short. But you know what? Get you into your weekend faster. I don't dislike short Fridays. Longer Mondays because then you can, you know, you have an excuse not to work. This is for you, Stephanie Persephone. You said you listen to us and we help you get through your week. And, and who else? There was another one who said sure that we help her. Sure there's a lot of people no, who like I know, but Stephanie is, is an OG. Yes. And I'm looking it up because I remember somebody said it. I'm looking it up, people. She grabbed her phone. She literally is looking it up as yes. opposed to doing the outro like we should be doing right now. You stop that. Okay. And I just checked and it was Stephanie. Yeah. So Stephanie Persephone, we got you. That's all I got. Love. Love. We're the Harry po- Potter podcast that's full of love. Yeah. And energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. We're the 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 that regular set of people who just sometimes need cookies and energy drinks. That's true. And naps. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you perked up when I said nap. That's uh, the opposite of what you should be doing. It is almost 2 p.m. And it is time for my nap. All right, Thor. <laughs> Son of Odin. Yes. And on that note, bye, everyone. That was actually pretty good, huh? It, it was. Wow. Have a good weekend. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye. Odin's son. Oh, goodness.